You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 57. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! What's cracker lacking? Podcast world. Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 57. Cinquenta siete. Oh, nailed it. <laughs> On today's topic, we're going to be discussing a little bit of communication here, which is what we're doing. Uh, is that French? Ourselves. Communication? I'm not really sure, man. It's just. Okay, I like it there. My ways. <laughs> just like I like to roll my R sometimes. Yeah. Like the cues. He rolls the cues. <laughs> Yes, continue. Oh, Sorry. What I've been told, talk country on the podcast. I've been hearing that a little bit. You know? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard that country come out every now and then. There's a lot of those things. You see, I'm glad you're picking up on it, though. Um, I think it's going to be a good topic today. What y'all think, guys? Yeah. Um, I'm just happy that we got the uh, the notice so early on the topic and all that. So I've been looking forward to it ever since. Yes, there was good communication or lack thereof. I think it was <laughs> probably good because I was part of that decision. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you, CC. You were part of that decision. In my defense, we did send a list of topics out about two weeks ago. We did not go with one of those topics, but when we had to swing back this week, we went with one of those topics. So you were put on notice of this a long time ago, and Craig was very helpful in picking the topic, and we appreciate you reminding us. Well, you're welcome. All kind of communication going on around here, nonverbal, verbal. It's it's happening. Yeah, I'm going to hop in on some of that, but first. Nonverbal, I like that. Yeah, there's a lot of nonverbal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's been going on heavy this morning. But first, we're going to rock into the Would You Rather. He keeps looking Drum at roll. me. He, Boy, you see him looking at me looking like that? I feel like, he, nonverbal communication. I, feel, I feel like this is, he's setting a trap for me. <laughs> no, no. Let me get my heart rate under control. Okay. Go. Deep breath. Would you rather walk around all day Yes. with a wet sock oh. or a rock in your shoe? What's the temperature outside? 50 in the daytime, 37 at night, high, 58. Okay, what um, what kind of shoes am I having? What am I doing? You got some lace-ups, some house? Converse lace-ups. Do I have to be outside? Or it's all day, man. You're living your day. You're working, driving, taking care of your kiddos. It's all day. Pebble or large stone? medium size. Medium size rock. It, it, like it fit in there. I don't know about a medium size rock, but a medium size pebble. Like yeah. a pop of rock? It's Eat. clearly there. It's clearly there and you know it. That's right. Okay. And that sock is soaked. Well, I do have some experience with wet socks. Um, you know, growing up in the country, doing a lot of duck hunting, that kind of thing. Um, man, that can start a day off pretty bad if you get wet, getting to the blind, getting out of the blind, picking up ducks, that kind of thing. 
man, that could make you have to leave and go home early. Um, <clears throat> so if it's something that, you know, I could uh, get away from the elements, um, I would probably have to go with the wet sock. Um, but if it was something that I'd be stuck in the elements outside, I'd probably have to go with the pebble because, man, that can, it's, it's pretty painful. So what are you going with, buddy? I'm going to go with the wet sock. Okay. It's a good one. It's a good one. I remember getting wet sock at uh, amusement parks on the little Thunder River ride mm-hmm. where you, it basically yeah, pours over and your feet yeah. are in that bottom and it just That's gets true. So, of course, usually in the summertime, so you, it's just annoying. But I've also had wet sock duck hunting. Uh, in fact, when that ice storm came through yeah. town a few many years ago, I guess it was in high school, me and my uncle were duck hunting in the rice fields. I got wet sock that morning. The storm came through. I could not feel anything from the knee down, and it was horrible. Yeah. Oh, it was rough. Knee down. Knee down on my right side. So, yeah, once it gets in the boots, it just kind of freezes. You can't you can't warm it back up. You're in a bind at that point. Yeah. Hmm. Cold, wet sock. That's annoying. I'm going to take the little rock. I'm going to mix it up. You know, just a little stone. I'll sit down most of the day, hopefully, we work in. And, you can get around the stone. This you is know, true. You know, and true. if I'm standing and walking, if I'm going running, I wouldn't choose that that stone. But, uh, man, I hate wearing the wet socks and the cold. God. My hands and feet get cold very easily. So, um, I'm going to, I could talk myself into both. I'm going to go stone. Yeah, I think you can get around both of these options. So keep the stone in the back of my shoe, I feel like. And I just. Just kind of annoying, but not yeah, painful. It wouldn't be that annoying. Like, you get one in the front by the toes, it's pretty annoying. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go sock, though. Two options for me to get around this. I'm just getting my other foot wet. I don't really care. Like, I was envisioning this just you one. You double f- dip? Yeah, man. So <laughs> it would bother I'm me. I'm all in. <laughs> it would bother. Well, that's just one option to bother me. If one was perfectly fine and one is just a soggy sock, like, all day, that would annoy me. Two, I could just get myself by a fireplace or something. And oh, so now you're throwing in fireplaces. I know. Well, hey, that's not my problem. You didn't want to, I just said <laughs> next thing you know, there's day. a tiger running you, by. Well, you, you got around ride. it by where you were like, you could sit down if you had the sock. Okay, you could sit. But theoretically, I think under the real, would you rather? You'd just be stuck with it. And I would probably take the sock because I feel like I literally just get the other one wet and it would feel the same to me. If I had the rock stuck in an annoying place that I couldn't get out, my mind would just be trying to fiddle with that all day. So in this example, you know, um, one of the other podcasts we talked about, um, you know, taking that first step of getting over the first little stone. If you had that pebble in your stone, you'd be stuck taking that first little step up on the rock every day or all day, I guess. Every day, taking all that day. first step over the stone. You would just have CC and join the mine every day with some Tony Robbins. That's right. Mm-hmm. It'd be a little sacrifice, a little reminder. I like that. Well, that was some simplicity for it, but I thought it was, it kind of made me good. think a little bit. Good. Neither yeah. one's a great option, but probably happen to most of if not all of us along the way and let's bring ourselves into communication what y'all think well you know there's a lot of different ways um that people can communicate you know verbal obviously what we're doing here a lot of non-verbal which what we've been doing here that's been going on since we got to the hot dog uh location today uh written and visual communication a lot of people in our area like to use a whole lot of hand gestures and be very animated as far as that is concerned. So there's a bunch of different ways that you can communicate. And some of these things, you know, you can send signals that you say one thing and um, your body language may be sending the complete opposite message. So I think there's a lot of different ways to communicate. Yeah, I think it's interesting. It's uh, sort of the one of the most important things that I think we as humans and individuals rely on 
um, you know, it's, it's every part of our, our day, our work, our families, people who um, are deaf have to use their hands. People who are blind use their hands. I mean, there's the way we try to communicate and deliver a message and information to each other just varies so much. And it's really interesting to think about communication and how, like you said, verbal and nonverbal communication, how it affects the outcome of your relationships, either with your family or your colleagues or your friends. It's so deep. I mean, just think of the people that you know in your life the ones that you love, the ones that rub you the wrong way, the ones who get on your nerves, the ones who make you laugh. It's all how they communicate. At the end of the day, they're all living in the same world as you. And so it's kind of wild when you start thinking about those behaviors and actions that some people have that really fire you up and get you excited and you don't want to be around. And the other ones that kind of rub you the wrong way. And hopefully you try to identify those in yourself and, and not, you know, be someone who can't communicate. But it'll, I look forward to talking about it. Yeah, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is I'm probably, it depends. In certain situations, over-communicator. In certain situations, don't probably communicate enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think the first thing that comes to me when something's bothering me, I normally like to just get it off my chest. I don't like to let it fester there. That's the first thing for some reason when I thought about communication. And I'm a pretty big believer in, as long as it's truthful, John, people (laughs) telling me like what they think something's bothering you like i say this to anybody it's around me something's bothering me you something's on your mind just tell me like because i don't think it's good to have stuff bottled up inside the longer you let something bottle up inside a the person might not even know you're worried or bothered by it b it's good cathartic for you to talk about it that's the first thing that comes to me with communication is i think a lot of us struggle with um certain places certain things in our lives uh when to say something or not to say something and I, you know, I could relate to that. Matt will joke because my wife was giving me a hard time last night. And we brought up the sure subject <laughs> because uh, I tend to be a people pleaser, right? So I don't necessarily, I guess my, my instinct is to avoid conflict. So I will maybe indirectly try to get what I want without saying what I want. And that can be frustrating for people, I suppose. So she's like, oh, communication. This is good, you know. So basically saying. <laughs> she's really excited to hear what Craig has to say about this saying topic. saying what's on your mind and just sticking with it rather than kind of dancing around what you really want. Good point. Absolutely, yeah. I think that that is a thing. Again, like I said, we all will struggle with at times. We don't want to maybe hurt someone's feelings or maybe something really good to happen to us. We don't want to say that. Or like you're saying, Craig, I can identify with that. I'm normally, someone's like, hey, where do you want to go eat? I might really want to go eat somewhere, but I'm kind of wanting them to maybe be like, sure. oh, yeah, that comes along. So they're happy about it. So I agree with you. I like to see people happy, too, in general, and that can coincide with, you know, communication as well. Well, you know, you brought up a point that, you know, you generally like to get things off your chest and get it out there in the open, you know, if something's bothering you, and you'd like that to happen in return. But, you know, not everybody um, communicates the same way. Oh, yeah. Some people like to think about things before they you know, communicate what they want to talk about or what the issue is. And also it may be something that you may have to, you know, struggle with your emotions and get your emotions in in check before you address a particular issue. Because if you overreact, you come in with too much uh, excitement, hostility, you know, those types of things, um, it could certainly uh, diminish the communication. Yeah, I think there's a line there with and cause more problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. There's a line with when to, you know, if it's something like that, touch feely, you're trying to get into when to think, you know, think about it, process it, so you aren't uh, overhyped up. But also, you can go too long without mentioning it, and then you look up and you're like, man, you could 
ruin a relationship over it or something like that and be like, man, I should I wish we'd have just crossed that bridge a long time ago. Wasn't that big a deal. All we had to do was talk about it kind of thing. No, I agree. I mean, over, overthinking it and just sitting there and ruminating on a particular issue um, can cause more hurt, more hard feelings. Uh, so I think you're right. You know, sitting on the sidelines and mm-hmm. and um, you know overthinking it before you address an issue can cause more anxiety, more uh, higher state of emotional response uh, as a result of that. What's y'all's thoughts on like the power of communication and your ability to have a, a positive outcome? And I, a couple things that come to mind. Um, we did that masterclass uh, subscription over the pandemic where you can go online and learn from people that are experts in their field, how to I've cook. I've heard about whatnot. these things. Yeah. Really cool. And one of them is what this, y'all doing on? Well, they did cooking, makeup. Really? These are like the best chefs in the world have like 20 classes where they'll teach you how to make one little thing like to their level of skill. And so you can really have an amazing skill set in, say, cooking. And you can, Thomas Keller is a Michelin star chef. He'll teach you how to make chicken or a sauce or a dish that he would serve in, you know, one of his super high-end restaurants. And now all of a sudden you've got that skill. And he is communicating that with you. He's helping you learn. But one thing that stood out was there's a guy, I can't recall his name, but he was the lead um, hostage negotiator for the FBI. And this guy basically taught people off the ledge. He's the guy that they called in when they needed their guy. And so he teaches you how to master the art of negotiating and getting what you want in this world. (laughs) Wow. It's pretty impressive. And so there's like 20 or 30 episodes and he walks through the psychology of communication and how you kind of build this whole uh, rapport and how you close these different things. And basically you could apply that to any part of your life. And I think of our boy hot dog when he gets on the phone with those (laughs) Insurance companies, I mean, at the end of the day, you can't just get on there and say what you want. There has to be an art to how you give that information to get what you're trying to get an outcome. So I was just thinking of like, what are some of the, whether it's a relationship with a friend, a family member, a spouse, a child, an insurance adjuster, you know, what are some of the positive or um, what are some of the attributes you think are helpful in, in having people listen to you and kind of get what you're trying to obtain i don't i don't think it's like you're trying to get yeah something. no it's you a know, good have point a positive outcome. no it's a great point and i think knowing who you're talking to is a pretty big deal whatever the scenario is knowing the person and or if you don't know them what they do a little background kind of comes into play and i also think that you can get a lot across saying very little uh, as well yes. not not speaking at all but just few words having some point i probably still do it a good bit but i used to be one that could a lot of fluff around what I'm trying to say to get to a point, but you can get somewhere with just a few words. So I think that's a really good point you make there, Craig. So listening to what they're telling you mm-hmm. and gathering information from what's on their heart, mind, where their yeah. beliefs come from. That, that, I mean, I think that's awesome. Yeah, I think listening is a big component to it and also understanding uh, whatever the issue is that you're mm-hmm. addressing, having a good understanding of that. I know <clears throat> that, um, you know, with the new work that you're doing with all the hurricane claims, it's something that you've taken your time to go out, uh, view the properties. And, you know, from that extent, you have a better understanding of what the damages are, you know, on the people's property. So whenever you're having these conversations with insurance adjusters, things like that, it allows you to be more in depth and a better understanding to communicate what the issues are are moving forward. And I, and I think understanding an issue helps, uh, communicate. A hundred percent, John, great point. Yeah. If you do some research into whatever you're talking about a little bit, you know about it. Also developing a rapport with people. That's something I like to do. Uh, no matter what the situation could be in the legal world, could be as friends, 
something I'm trying to learn, you know, if you spend time with the person, get to know the person or the issue you have uh, that you're dealing with, I think having a rapport with somebody because you can build up a form of trust with the person allows them to communicate more openly with you. And that's something I do like to do. I'm one who loves to ask questions um, in any genre, even if I might know what we're talking about. I might hear it differently, might learn a little something, and it allows the other person to open up and communicate more with me when I'm talking to them and showing a true vested interest, not just asking them a question to ask it, but having a vested interest in what you're talking about. Yeah, I agree. Building a rapport is very important. And uh, things that I like to do whenever I'm meeting somebody new, I always try to find something in common with them, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be someone we know. Um, and usually, a lot of times, more often than you think, I can find somebody that whoever I'm having a, whether it be a new patient or somebody that I'm, um, lobbying or whatever it is, I can usually find somebody that we know. And you do do a really good job of that. Finding a common person, find a common person. And that alone, I feel like puts people at ease and allows them to, uh, communicate, uh, more freely, uh, I guess would be the way that I would put it more freely and less guarded overall. And I think that helps. It's interesting. So you're finding associations, asking questions, listening, I think whenever there's communication breakdowns, and I mean, I guess the most obvious example would be, you know, these conflicts you might have with uh, an opposing party in a in a legal world, or even like your own spouse. Like, what is it? Lack of communication. He's not listening to me. Not, there's no communication to even know where your spouse is coming from, and being able to hear and see things from their side, ask the questions so you understand where they're how they're feeling, and then what happens at the end of the day? They put you in front of somebody who can help you communicate because there's mm-hmm. a problem, right? Doing that together sometimes. So I was just thinking of the opposite of good communication. What can lead to bad communication? What can some of the That's a great repercussions point, of that could be? You know? Sometimes we hear what we want to hear too. Someone can be telling us something and we're going to hear it the way we want to hear it. And that can lead to some problems as well. Yeah, making assumptions that you know what they're feeling and thinking because that's how you feel and think about things, but not really understanding where they're, how they're feeling it. They're seeing it totally different and you're, not, you're just kind of blind to that. Correct, yeah. yeah. Sure. No, I agree. Um, so... Like we talked about before, I think losing control of your emotions um, can cause a problem with communication, um, not listening appropriately uh, to what the context may be, and also um, interrupting. I think there's more and more people interrupting conversation now than I remember growing up. Um, So I think not allowing people to finish a thought uh, and communicating what their need and desire is can can go a long way in uh, disrupting that communication process which you know, if you're not listening you're just ready to jump in there and yeah. throw your two cents and it kind of shuts down their their moment of sharing what's on their heart and mind i agree and you know it's kind of funny as an example when we started out this podcast like i'm watching us right now we're all just kind of visiting and chatting looking at each other bouncing off of what one of the other person's saying when we started we had like all our notes and we had our quotes we were we were rolling out there, <laughs> some scriptural, some inspirational stuff. And then John would say something, and I'd be like, boom. I don't even know what John said, but here you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I would literally just spout out my thoughts, and then Craig would hop in, boom. Yeah. And then we'd be like, man. And now we're looking back at it. It, it was funny the other day, because I think, John, you said something. Me and you both blew over something Craig said early on, I think looking at the trees I or something. I was looking at the leaves <laughs> of the trees. Yeah. <laughs> because we were so ready to just get our own thoughts out there that we were kind of like apparently both half listening to what you were saying, not intentionally, but we no, were but probably I mean, getting ourselves revved up versus now we're like conver- uh, truly conversing with each other like we normally would. 
thank goodness that was recorded and we were able to go back and appreciate uh, yeah. that, that insight. Because listening, listening back, we both did. And we've <laughs> talked about it a number of times on the podcast. So. That is awesome. Listening yeah. is, is a big, big component of it for sure. Yeah, and I think it's important, too, to, to think about what the person, you have a conversation with somebody, don't just boom, blow by it, maybe reflect on it, something mm-hmm. like that. It's almost as simple as these podcasts. I've listened to some of the ones we've done in the past, and I get something new from it anytime I listen to it almost. So it's the same thing. You can go back over what someone said down the line, and the mind, it's hard to remember every detail of every conversation, but you can play it back in your mind and pick up something from it as well. Yeah, I was reflecting on some of the old episodes, like episode 20, um, Value of Friendship. And it's one of those things where uh, when you communicate with a friend, um, and we're hearing, I'm hearing what you guys are saying, and hopefully I'm saying something positive. A lot of times you've got to... Always CC. You know, well, you know, we all have to... Sometimes you have to hear somebody else say something you can't tell yourself. Word. Right? They spark something in your head that you didn't think about. Not that you couldn't have discovered it on your own, but it's like they put it out there and you weren't there and so a lot of times um we need each other in hard times and in good times and just just bouncing ideas off whether it's a career idea or if it's a relationship situation um the ability to communicate and hear and and i think that goes a long way towards friendships or um somebody else was talking about how much they were enjoying the hurricanes of life episode 40 and uh you know we go through trying times and a lot of times there's nowhere to go and you need someone to communicate with you to you need to be able to communicate your feelings because that helps you kind of heal through these tough times, but also having the ability to be there for somebody either because you've, you've been through that situation before and you could offer your insights of how you dealt with it or you knew someone who did. And so God, I think communication is really a big deal when you think about it. Yeah. You said it early on, CC, there's a lot to it. It's a pretty deep thought thing. So <clears throat> I have a question oh, when goodness. it comes to communication. Oh man. Okay. This is one of my things that I struggle with talking to somebody like pick up the phone, go talk to them in the flesh versus text slash emails. Like I struggle, I'm a reader into. If you're sending me something in the in the letter form, it, it's sometimes hard for me. Or if I'm texting somebody, it's the way they interpret me versus actually verbally communicating. What do y'all think about those couple of those genres? No, I agree. It's very difficult to take uh, the meaning. Um, and, and I... I think I'm guilty of doing that, of reading things into text messages, other things like that that aren't there. So I think it's, I think it's tough. I think it's tough. And, you know, I think that's going to be something that uh, with the younger generation, I see, you know, I see with my stepson that overall, I feel like their communication skills are just diminishing because they're used to sending out one or two little words, maybe a picture, maybe just Mm -hmm. a little couple emojis which i don't even know what they mean uh that can that problem too with those yeah (laughs) and overall i see um some of the younger kids who you know don't look at you whenever you talk to them they you know they may talk to you but they're still typing and looking at their their phone um so it can you know you can get the wrong uh meaning out of you know some of those written forms like that particularly whenever you shorten it up Uh, so i think that can be problematic for sure for sure. I mean, taken out of context, you know, you don't know the person's face, what they're saying, how they're saying it, and you read it the way you might have read it. You know, uh, I see it with the kids. They've had some tech situations where they kind of went left or right, the wrong direction. And it's like, well, I, you could see the way they were trying to say it, but the person didn't necessarily read it that way. Um, you know? You know, I'm wondering, you know, whenever you get a message like that and you read it, do you read it 
in whatever state of mind that you're in, uh, whether you're upset, you're happy, uh, you know. I wonder if that has some influence on or it. Or the influence of what you think the other person's trying to say. Well, yeah, I mean, that well. would be involved too, for sure. But uh, I don't know, that was just a thought that hit me. I was like, well, I wonder if maybe some of these things that I'm reading and may take out of context, am I the one that's not in a great state of mind and that's why I'm taking it in a negative or, uh, you know, not a positive way? I don't know. It's interesting. true. You know, I think those are both great examples because even I have done in situations where somebody would send me a text and I'm like, oh, that sounds great. Cool. We're gonna, you know, and I, I might, for for just sake of brevity or whatever, I'll give a thumbs up or a quick, yeah, man, sounds good or something. Just looking at the words, it might look like a lackluster response. Ah, oh, he didn't really, does he really? What's he trying to say? And then, but behind the wall here, I'm like, yeah, man, good. Eyes up, jumping around. <laughs> but, Eyes up. But on, the, but on the on the other on the receiving end, it's like you know, maybe he doesn't want to do the thing, or maybe he's not too sure. It's just kind of like a, he's just kind of limping in with this response. But it's just the only emoji I know for that thing, or whatever. You know what I mean? So, yeah, absolutely. And I think in in like my world, uh, emails is another thing that comes into play. I would rather literally yes. call someone and discuss it with them, and if I want to follow it up with an email that's fine too but i think it's important to be able to verbally talk about it when it comes to the text i think or and or email who you're talking to like if it's somebody i've texted with a lot i kind of know what they're saying and how they're trying to say it someone sure. not as much yeah i could read something and be like well man are they upset are they happy this is good i got this thing honestly when i read text kind of weird like if i'm getting a lot of periods like a couple words period couple words period couple words like probably grammatically correct it's so hard for me. I'm like, man, are they like mad right now? That's really to the point versus like, or if like end of a sentence on a text message, no period. I'm thinking the person's pretty chill. They got a period. I'm like, man, they're trying to make a point. Wrapping it up. Like yeah. yeah. It's so weird for me. Like I struggle with that all the time. Yeah. I think that's probably a common thing that occurs. I, a great thought just hit me. Oh gosh. I would like for the next week, anytime that I communicate with CC, he respond with a video so I can get all these great emotions that you get whenever CC talks. That would be wonderful. Voice text to us. I know. I'm telling you, exactly. Hey, when I discovered voice text, uh, there's a few people that I I just can't, I just had the hardest time texting. And so it's just easier for me to hold that record button, say what I'm thinking, and send that verbal message because they get all that up and down. I don't have to talk like period. Go here, period. Like, oh, and I can back it up and change it. That drives me bonkers. So I'm probably going to do more voice text now that we've had this uh, nice <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right, I got another one. What about communicating with God? I think there's a few ways that, that can happen too. I thought when I, when I came to communication, when we landed on that, that was like probably the second biggest thing that came to my mind, you know through prayer or like nature. We talked about some of that kind of stuff. What about the ways in which we can communicate with the Lord? You know, I think there's a bunch of different ways, you know, you can go to church, mm-hmm. uh, you can spend time in silence, uh, you know, go to church and spend time in front of the blessed sacrament. Uh, you know, for me, one of the things that I started doing um, after one of the actual retreats that I worked on was just about every morning, uh, particularly during the week, um, I'll do, there's a little prayer song for the divine chaplet that I do and me and the boy, I do it whenever I'm getting up, getting the kids ready and I sing along and tiny will get up and sing. And he says, uh, it's the safe of the sorrowful passion. (laughs) (laughs) It's the safe of the sorrowful passion. It's pretty funny. Uh, and I've got a video of him doing that too. Whenever we were going through that process in prep for it. So 
I think um, song is a good thing for me. I, I really enjoy it. So uh, it's something that's been something that's been growth for me personally. So I think there's no wrong way to do it. That's awesome. I think kind of what y'all said earlier, at least for me, it's it's being silent. I think I fill my head and ears and eyes with a lot of distractions. Mm-hmm. And before I give an example, I like to go run. And, you know, there's times where I, most of the time I wear headphones. And now I'm listening to some cool you know, podcasts like Bible in the Ear, Father Mike Schmidt's very awesome. Yeah. Um, or I'll, you know, I'll do a rosary. Or sometimes I'll just listen to music, you know, just to get myself the, the cadence for my run. But a lot of times when it's music, it just... It puts me in this distraction, and I get through the run, and it's great. But there's times where I forget my headphones, and inevitably, I kind of get in the zone. I start thinking about my own personal things. But about five or ten minutes in, you start having this conversation with God. Like, you have to kind of turn off the noise. So for me, it's it's taking that silence, maybe using prayer to kind of get myself in the right state, but also just being quiet and letting Him talk to me. And all these crazy things start coming to your in your head, like you could hear him telling you all the stuff that he really wants you to do, mm-hmm. but only when you kind of quiet the world. So for me, that's one of my personal. It goes things. back to the listening aspect the of listening. it, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Listening, seeing. I hundred percent agree. I actually was driving to work. Normally, when I go to work in the morning, I'm not like, well, now that I've been getting up earlier, it's a little different. But I'm not super talkative in the early hour. I like to just be about my way down, and I normally do have some music playing. And I drove just in complete silence. It was such a different experience this morning, and I did find myself talking to God on the drive. I don't normally do my morning prayers, whatever, before I leave the house, but I found myself doing that. Uh, and I think that's something that is just like anything. You got to spend the effort, time, energy to communicate and to be able to listen back or see God in certain instances for sure. Matt, do you think, and that's something that I think about, um, that at least you've kind of inspired me. I haven't really started it, but it seems like a way God could talk to you is through journaling you know, mm-hmm. you had your notebooks, which were a lot of these thoughts and feelings you had about life. And I think was the inspiration for the podcast that we started, you know, these yeah. ideas. And so do you ever feel like when you're writing or journaling that is God speaking through your hands as you write, like telling you something and you're writing it down what he's telling you? Or how do, how do you feel when you do that? Yeah, that's a good point, Craig, because um, I've never I definitely did the notepads for a long time. And then only recently after reading the miracle morning did I bumble into like truly journaling. I've never been one to like journal my own thoughts. And yes, I feel like when I get to journaling, my initial instinct is to like, just write as if someone else was reading it. That's where I go. Like at first in my head, I don't know why, but then after like, I kind of normally I do a little meditation, et cetera, beforehand, I feel like I'm writing down as if I'm like talking to God in a way. And it was kind of interesting. I had somebody right after we started the podcast, who was listening to the podcast and they heard us talking about my journals and he was like, man, I, uh, do you write your prayers in journal? And I was thinking at that time, I was thinking what a foreign concept in my mind. Never heard of such. And he was like, that's my, that's my way I communicate with God. That's the way I pray. I literally write my prayers, my conversations down. It's like flowing out of me. That's not exactly what I'm doing now, but I've found a little bit of commonality with my buddy there. Like, I do feel a presence, et cetera, as if, yeah, not one of my buddies or significant other or something's reading it, but like, yeah, it's between me and God, like, cause he knows, he knows my thoughts. He knows my intentions, wants, desires. And I, I found the process to be, it's pretty neat. Again, I think it's something you got to spend time with. Like I'll go a few days where I won't, and then I will. And also the cool thing about it is, um, like I look back the day the first hurricane came, I thought we were evacuated. I journaled that day. Oh, wow. Like so interesting to know and to see evolvement, thought processes, something that was bothering me at one time, something not. And I think that that's a cool way to 
to bring it circling it back to the God aspect of things. I do think that that's coming through me whenever I'm writing. Um, what my, what I'm truly feeling, because like you just said, Craig, like when you're running all the different thoughts that come through your mind, et cetera, or if like I go to adoration or something, when you really get in the silence and you get in the word and you get in there, like with God, it is pretty amazing what you can hear and where your mind will go. And that happens to me when I'm journaling a good bit. That's awesome. Steve, did you ever get on that journal train? No. Um, I mean, I did many, many years ago, but I didn't feel like it was something that was productive for me. So, um, I don't currently do the journaling. Um, Whenever you're journaling, what's your uh, nonverbal body language like? I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm not really sure what's going on when I'm journaling. Like, are you writing happy thoughts, but you got like a stank face on, or what happens? <laughs> I feel like I'm my normal self, dude. <laughs> Half a glass full, positive, <laughs> writing yeah, down. Awesome. But it is kind of weird, actually, <laughs> when coming to that. Not like I'm some big know-all of journaling. But it does kind of force you, like, if you want to be honest about it, to, like, you can think something in your head a lot. And then you can, like put it on the piece of paper it's kind of a different exercise in general uh, actually write it because i've had certain thoughts before about certain people things etc and then writing them is a totally different experience no i agree i mean that really stuck out when you were just talking about um you know the guy telling you that he writes mm-hmm. his prayers out like that that never even occurred to me to do uh to do that i may verbalize them and say them and you know say say them in my own thoughts but uh yeah, that's interesting. Uh, it never even occurred to me to do that. It never occurred to me as well, but yeah. I kind of kind of feel that whenever I'm journaling. I'm not literally like talking to God back and forth, but I'm writing probably my, my most deepest inner thoughts that maybe like only the Lord would know. Some of them are pretty, like, hey, it was a good day today. Yeah. <laughs> John was nice. Oh, well, that's Marcus probably day every day. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, I can't wait to go find this journal. We're going to. That'd be some chronicles, but put that yeah. in the book. Exactly. <laughs> Steve said something earlier that kind of I got been reflecting on just kind of back of my mind. Talking about reading a text and the state of mind you're in. Mm-hmm. What are y'all's thoughts on like how you communicate being influenced by your, your state of mind? If you think about like you walk into home or the office and you have two scenarios. One, you just found out you got this bad diagnosis, you got in a car wreck, and you're bankrupt all at the same time. Or <laughs> Or you, just, draw cards. you yeah. just hit the lottery, you're about to go on vacation, and the world's wonderful. So, like, imagine how your affect and your communication is going to be walking into a situation carrying some burden or carrying some joy. Like, you ever, I can look at times in my life where I'm a, I'm a jerk because of what's going on in my communication versus just being a great, you know, positive guy. Not to the fault of the person across from me. It's just mm-hmm. me, you know, and checking your feelings about before you communicate. What are your thoughts on that? I'm going to hop in on this, John, because we, <laughs> we can take this here. Today. Today. <laughs> I'm going to get in there, too. Today. Okay, let's hear it. Today. <laughs> I was... N- John came in a few minutes before Craig, and I was just going on a little work trip and didn't exactly go as planned. It didn't. Um... But And I wasn't, like, upset with John in any way. I was just kind of in my... I don't even know what I was doing in my zone, but John clearly knew without me even speaking to him. <laughs> I mean, I told him hello, gave him a hug, that I wasn't, like, super stoked. And then, after a little while, I started bebopping back to myself, but I had to let that get past me. Yeah, he was doing a lot of nonverbal communication there that I could tell that something wasn't going super great in hot dog land. So and Me and Steve were just kind of hugging and talking and, and Matt snapped at us. <laughs> that was nonverbal. Don't talk. I know. 
Excuse me. Yes. <laughs> let's get now that we're going to bring that up. Let's get the full story. Matt was on the phone with insurance folks on one of my cases because we're in my office right now. And Craig and John are crackalacking over here, laughing, playing. And yes, I snapped my finger in the air just to be like, "Hey guys, snap of a finger." There's hey, like at that some work going on. I realized on. he was on a speaker. A voice <laughs> yeah, I was on speaker phone. Speaker phone. I was like, I just felt like I could hear what he was saying in his earpiece. Yeah, I don't and know why I didn't realize speaker. he was on speaker Me phone either. either. <laughs> So it, it was just a snap to be like, hey, yeah, guys. It was, it was awesome. I was like, oh, he's on speakerphone. <laughs> but, I mean, I, you know, I think it's your body language and the way that you, you know, carry yourself goes a long way in communicating things. Obviously, that was something that I could see someone going great for hot dog today. And I think, you know, we carry those things around and the way that we interact, interact with people every day. So it's something that... You know, you may be nice and polite and have a cheerful demeanor, but your your body language and uh, the way you approach things may betray your, you know, how you're feeling, how, how things are going on. And I think that people generally will pick up that. So that yeah. can cause a lot of confusion of, well, you're telling me one thing but you're acting verbally, but you're acting yeah, a sure. different way. And that can cause some problems. You know what I think is important, too, is the way y'all communicated back to me today. John tried to bring me some food. No, I didn't take it, but he did try to bring some in here. Greg, you were seeing some good spirits. And I think that that made a good versus we all could have just thrown a pity party in here for Matt. Instead, it was uplifting communication coming back to me. You know what I mean? So I think that that plays a role as well. Also, what comes to my mind when we talk about this kind of thing is not getting like too high or too low in whatever the situation, something amazing happens to you, not getting way up there or something rough, not getting too low to where you can you know not let it affect like you were saying craig when you walk in the door the people that are around you i think if you try to keep which is hard to do because we all have moments of whatever but i think having that perspective i try to have that a lot don't get way up there don't get way down low personally i would say blow it out if you uh if you you're high you should just enjoy it and go for the ride now yes you need to watch the come down and make sure that you don't go too far down don't Um, get humbled too much john but i would say (laughs) go for it go for the high (laughs) I'm on the opposite, man. I mean, I want to celebrate wins. Like, something good happens in my life. I love to go, like, have a meal or something, take a trip to celebrate it. I think you 100% should appreciate it. But I'm one who doesn't want to get way too up there because I know personally, at least, and I've seen in life, you can get way down there pretty quick, just as much as you can get yourself back up, too. Well, you know, an example of something that I do when I get home um, or pick up the kids uh, from daycare, I like to scream and yell and be like, Tiny, come on, You do. So, um, for me, I, 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 it's fun for me to do. And sometimes, you know, I don't feel like doing it, but I think it's a, it's a great way to, um, set the tone for, um, you know, the atmosphere that you're going to create around you. Um, absolutely. I think that's a great point. I like that. Mm Mm-hmm. So you can kind of set the state, you know, even if the people around you are having a bad day, you come in hopping and jumping and yelling and you're pumped. Communicate in another way. Kind of, like, like kind of breaks their pattern, right? Breaks it, breaks them out of that. Front. Try to wear them down. Like we did the hot dog. Look at him. He we did full circle right here. Hey, I came back in here. Remember about back in here and I was kind <laughs> of right. like hopping around a little bit. And everybody's like, what happened? I was like, well, you see, didn't get too low. <laughs> hey, and my friends weren't too obnoxious when I was on the phone. <laughs> and here we are. oh man what about this i got another angle for you communication of the animals oh the animals dr doodle you know yeah i read that book actually um cannon was telling me my good friend he's reading this book 
the guy was on Joe Rogan's podcast, actually from Louisiana, and I'm probably going to butcher this all up, but it's a book about these coyotes and how they communicate. Because I think it's on, like, everybody, like, tries to take out the coyotes, you know, like, if they're in cities, suburban areas, whatever. But they're still here. Like, they're not getting, the pack's not getting smaller everywhere. And it was pretty cool. I think they were saying somewhere in there, like, they do the, they're howling or whatever they're doing at night within that pack. And then, like, if one doesn't respond back, like, there's certain avenues they go down. And then normally they'll, like, keep trying to repopulate the herd as they lose for, like, fortifying themselves and but that's their way that they're communicating with each other just as much also you could look at it as how we communicate like with the dogs last night at craig's house i can't remember i think he went in there and the dog got like upset because was laying down in the kitchen i mean in the pantry oh yeah last night <laughs> right like yeah. um i think that there's the communication with animals between each other and then like humans with too because there's a non we are trying to talk back to them but they can't talk to us I think dogs, they have this unconditional, like, just happiness and love. I mean, maybe it's, uh, um, you know, trained or whatever you want to call it. But once they have accepted that they, they love you and like you, man, it's nothing breaks that. And at least that's what I perceive. You can discipline them. You can do whatever. They're still going to be just so excited to see you. Um, it's cool. It would be nice if we could always kind of be like that, uh, you know, and, and calming and just always happy and, you know, at least – be less phased by um, the world around us. Uh, but yeah, man, dogs, they're awesome. At least I've got a couple. That's why we, we enjoy them. And, just, and it's, it's weird. You communicate, and they, they know you're in, they know what they you're also thinking. Know, yeah, I was thinking they about that. that. They know your tendencies. Yes. Yeah, I don't know about the animals communicating. I don't know a whole lot about that. But I know, you know, like CC's saying, um, you know, they can make people feel better. Uh, I've certainly seen that um, in Hot Dog's life whenever he has ups and downs with his little pup. Uh, going through some struggles with Reese, you know, Reese doing good. Reese's having oh, surgery surgeries. again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know those things can, you know, non-verbally affect uh, how we feel, how we interact. Um, so, yeah, it definitely has some influence on us. Other than that, I don't have any expertise in animal talk. Yeah, I, I don't think I have a lot of it either. But I also think it's really cool how, like, birds, something like, they're talking back and forth to each other. Like, you can see some songbirds, especially, like, they got it going on out there i think it's pretty neat how god made creation to do those sort of things all the way down to human yeah, beings talking true. to each other right and then our own levels of communication you could get into have evolved back from like the ancient times to now don't you forget about those parrots talking man hey that's right <laughs> you bring the parrots in <laughs> yeah but despite those different languages and different uh ways of communicating i mean some things stand true regardless of what language you speak you know absolutely bro the, the nonverbal, right mm-hmm. the affection the love the facial expressions you could go to any country and use your body and face and people know if you're happy or angry or you know in a good state or not well that brings me back to um i brought one of my brothers on a senior trip to cancun mexico and um we were out one night we were in a club doom, 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 having a good time john and- was doing his thing <laughs> <laughs> my brother ran to the the restroom and i started talking to these uh young ladies that were right there with us we were having a John good was doing his thing we were having a good time and then my brother walks up and uh i introduced my brother and all of a sudden he looks at me with this crazy look on his face and uh they look at me with this crazy look on their face and he goes they only speak spanish i hadn't even noticed <laughs> But I'd been sitting there having a conversation with him for probably 
two to four minutes, and we got along good. Everybody's having a great time. That's so, funny. how about that communication? Just, <laughs> I can see you just going at it. Talking <laughs> and, and they're happening. smiling and nodding. Oh, we had a, it was a great conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I have no further comment to that for God's sake. <laughs> Zero. But I will say something on what you just said, Craig. Um, you know, it really stuck with me on the podcast, which will be before the last one, when you were like, hey, when I leave my family, I like to tell them I love you. Or like we normally give each other a hug when we're leaving. There's that communication, too, that kind of goes without speaking in some ways. Just, you know, I go I go to that with my own family, saying I love you when I leave or giving, giving a hug or something like that. It's that warmth, et cetera, that you speak sometimes through action, too. Absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, communication depends on how people receive information. Some people are auditory in nature. Some people uh, respond better to written word, uh, mm-hmm. things like that. And, you know, like I talked about, um, you know, writing notes for my wife. Uh, she must be someone who appreciates the written word better, uh, and I believe that's her love language. So for something that makes a bigger impact than anything that I could say verbally. So mm, That's awesome. All right, listeners of the pod world, we're going to swing on into the little segment of what made you hit the gas, what made you pump the brakes, and Johnny Boy is going to hit it for us this week. What you got, Johnny? Well, one day this week, I was um, going to work in the afternoon, and I was just uh, doing things around the house. I was in the middle of cooking uh, something for dinner that night, and uh, a buddy of mine called me. who just happened to be in town that day, uh, Ronald Friedman. Uh, they were so gracious to take us in during the hurricane for some of the time that we were displaced, uh, called and said, Hey, um, I'm in town. You want to, can you have lunch? And I wasn't ready. I wasn't dressed. I had stuff cooking. You know, I I was like, yes, of course. Uh, you know, that they really went out on a, a limb and took us in and really took very good care of us whenever we were in great need. So it was something that I was excited to see him and just said, you know what, I'm going to stop whatever I have going on, do whatever I need to do to go and, and uh, go spend some time with this guy. And so I said, where are we going to go? And, and he's like, well, let's go to Daryl's. I'm, I'm on the way right now. I'm on Enterprise heading, <laughs> heading that direction. So I was like, I was like what time do you want to go? That's and he's funny. like, I'm in route. So I was like, okay. I didn't complain or say, hey, you know what? I don't have any <laughs> extended notice or anything. I said, you're right, buddy. I'm coming. Let's go. Yep, John. So I hit the gas and went to John lunch with yes. did, did he does my buddy Ronald. Else the last minute, hey, and John went. And I was like, man, John, I'm proud of you for, <laughs> awesome. for doing what you do to other people, buddy. A little pat on the back for you there. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate everybody tuning in this week. Um, we appreciate all the communication that you all have been giving us with thoughts and comments about the podcast. Heck yeah. Means a lot to us for sure. And until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Aye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need. Yeah. If you feel like this your best life, won't you sing with me?